Revolting is produced by the Cycling Independent, the only cycling media completely free of commercial influence. We are community-supported and dedicated to the whole of cycling. As our tagline says, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. is revolting with steve and robot on the cycling independent episode 11 doping content warning we're obligated to tell you before we start that this podcast contemplates both mature and immature themes you might not like all the words we use or the ideas we bring up if you're sensitive about these things maybe this isn't the podcast for you it's okay we still love you we, we still love you, but if you're clicking away right now, we just love you a little less. Slightly less. It's, uh, you know, like when I used to do things that my parents would be disappointed in, they, my mom would say, it's, we, don't, we don't not love you anymore. We just don't love the things that you do. Oh, that's yeah. really elegant. Yeah. So the people who aren't listening now, it doesn't matter because they're not listening now anymore. <laughs> Uh, that was like last <clears throat> last episode when you ex- uh, addressed the guy who said our podcast was unlistenable and just talked to him directly for a while like he was still. <laughs> yeah, he was still there, I'm sure. I like the idea that he like hates himself and he came back. Uh, it, I mean, we all have the things we love to hate, you know, there, there yeah. are the it's like uh, it's like that flavor that you, you know, I hate mushrooms, but I can't stop eating them because it, it's just like it makes me gag and or whatever the thing is. I'm sure there's it's the function. smell you get on your finger. That's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, oh. oh, yep. Still God. gross. <laughs> so uh, one thing we were talking about last week, we, we ended up talking about like convenience stores being an oasis in a, in yeah. a food desert or whatever. And there was right. we ended up talking about our formative experiences at convenience stores but <clears throat> there was one i mean we're, mostly we we're talking about like food and if you're totally cracked uh in the middle of 100 miles and you find a 7-eleven or an AMPM or whatever and you go in to buy some garbage just to put anything in your tank the one story that i wanted to share was uh i was at the tail end of a big ride and i was actually close to my house uh, but there is a corner store and i just thought i'm gonna go in i'm gonna grab a coke or some something salty or whatever. And I didn't have any money. I didn't think I had any money. So I'm digging around in my bag. And the one thing that I found was a can of cat food. I forgot that I had, um, <laughs> I'd gone to buy some cans of cat food and I, and I abandoned one of them in my, in my, uh, bag when I was, the one just got forgotten in there. And there was a brief moment where I, if I can't find any money, the only way I'm going to be able to get home is to eat this, some of this cat food. <laughs> And it was, I mean, it was like this, it was kind of like this moment where I'm looking at my bag, I'm looking at my hands, I'm shaking, I'm pale, I'm, I'm totally out of gas. And I thought this, this is my bottom of the barrel moment. Like this is where I really. Meow mix. Hit the, it, uh, no, it was like good. I mean, it was good cat food. It was. Fancy feast. Are you a fancy feast? It was better than that. It was, you know, oh. it was, it's, it wasn't like grocery store cat food. This was like. Oh. Like Some hippie s- made it specialty food. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. but then luckily I found a little bit of money and I was able to get something in my body and get, get back home. But that was the one sort of anecdote that I was 
thinking about when we first so started So you just had a about, redo on last episode? Is that what just oh, happened? Oh, it was just a, it was a footnote. There was a little asterisk. <laughs> footnote. A little, a little a side note. But today's oh. episode, we're talking about uh, doping, which is a, it's a real hot button topic for, for cyclists or, or athletes of all sorts, because nobody likes a cheater, uh, but nobody is willing to address that almost everybody fucking cheats. And yeah, you know, like you said, what is doping? Like you can't, you know, um, I'm not going to throw out any clinical terms because I don't know. I don't know. But like you said, is, is coffee doping? Cocaine isn't. One is Cocaine a controlled, isn't doping? One is a controlled substance and one isn't a controlled substance. And so like my buddy Eric Richter was like, you're taking things to help your advantage. You know, you so is a cliff bar or a, a an energy bar or energy bites or whatever. Are they it, would that be considered because that's made in a lab? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's arbitrary, but it's not arbitrary. We there it's great. It's it's not black and white. It's gray as are most things to do with humans. Um, but also, um, I think, I think the, the, what the persnickety among us would say is, well, it's the rules. We all agreed what is banned and what is not. We agreed, we signed up. So Mm -hmm. doping is when you do that stuff. That bar has always changed though, throughout history, you know, like, Oh yeah, sure. I was thinking about, um, the, there's a great documentary, that came out about, I don't know, 12 years ago called the six day stage race. And they were talking about cycling's golden era and they would have, you know, they would have this velodrome and they would have six day stage races in, in these, but I, I don't know, it was like pre just pre world war two and they'd have bands and the movie stars and the sports uh, heroes of the era would all come together and watch bike racing. And these people would be putting themselves through all kinds of, physical torture that you can't do without taking every drug that was available under the sun. And it was, they just, it was like acknowledged and accepted that the only way you can do this is to take all the drugs. And so nobody questioned it. Yeah. And then later on, you know, I feel like restrictions were put in place. I don't know. Did, did uh, Fabio Cassatelli when he died in, uh, what was it? 90, 90, 95. Uh, was did his heart explode or did he just crash his bike? Because I always feel like I got sort of mixed versions of the story. I think the answer might be yes. Yeah. So maybe but he crashed I, because his heart exploded. Maybe. I wanna I just wanna step aside for a second and say that you've done an enormous amount of preparation for this episode. Uh, you're, you're on your game. I put a shirt on. <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't. And I thought about it. I was like, ah, oh, fucking Steve doesn't care if I put a shirt on. <laughs> He'll I, look at my hairy chest. He doesn't care. I, I did do a little bit of, re- well, I didn't do a little bit of research. I guess, you know, this is something that I've thought more than I care to admit about. I don't honestly like bottom of the line, bottom line, I don't care if people take drugs to, to compete. Like it doesn't, because it's always been a factor. And, uh, there, if there's, if there's a will to win, there's going to be inherently married to that is a will to cheat. I think that's just human nature. I feel like when, when the, the, the reason I brought up Castortelli was because it was shortly after that in my memory that, that restrictions that like broad, and obvious restrictions were right. put in yeah, place yeah, yeah. In, in road cycling and, and probably as a extension mountain biking. <clears throat> uh, 
But, uh, you know, so many people like the Lance Armstrong era, everybody put pin their, their hopes and dreams on this, on the American, the, the great hope, you know? Mm, and mm. when it came out that he was dirty, everybody lost their shit and people are still mad. People are still mad about that. And I couldn't, I didn't care then. And I don't care now, you know, it, it, cause it's, I don't know. It could be argued. Everybody does it. Yeah. Well, does that make it right? I don't know. I think the thing, the thing with Lance, cause everyone was doping. Everyone was doping at that time. Everyone, like if you pulled the, the Peloton over, uh, maybe you'd find one or maybe two who are clean and they were, doing everything they could to hang on the back. It was some the domestiques were all, they were the ones who was, as I, again, as I understand it, I wasn't there. Just the people I've talked to were like, we busted our ass and we weren't doing anything, but all of my teammates were completely like to the gills. Right. I'm just saying, <clears throat> uh, I think the deal with Lance is that he was such a douchey over the top asshole liar about it. Uh, yeah. Well, nobody. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're absolutely right. But that, I mean, I think that's not why people, people are mad at him because he dope. People aren't mad at him because he lied about it. Or maybe they right. are partially. It was the it was the brazenness of the lying about it. Yeah. The aggressiveness. Yeah. And, you know, also he put you many will say, oh, we put Lance on a pedestal. Lance put himself on a pedestal. <laughs> Yeah, it was a joint. It was a joint effort. I also don't care. And I think he's hilarious um, on a number of levels. And I think also for all the hand wringing, like, you know, who among us has not shoplifted once and who among us has not like, I don't know. I can't I can not tell you honestly that in the same position, say it's 1998 and I'm, you know, the eighth guy on the u.s postal team i don't even know if u.s postal was 90 whatever and and they came to me and were like you're gonna have to up your game we don't worry we have you taken care of um roll up your sleeve this is how we this is how we win races Mm -hmm. i mean that's my living i probably i'm not I think of myself as an honest person. I, do, I try not to tell lies. Um, if that, that, I, that's a lie, by the way, <laughs> you just lied. <laughs> I'm laughing. Cause I think you're right. Uh, you know, like if I hurt someone's feelings, I apologize. And I try to like really genuinely apologize. You know, I, yeah. But having said that I'm, fa- I'm fallible as hell. Sure. Um, so I try not to be judgy about it. And I do think there's something inherent in us that's, that's cheating. I was trying to, I was trying to put, cast this whole thing this morning. I didn't have a shirt on yet, but I was prepping in the sense of, um, I was trying to think of an analogy. I was trying to like make not about doping and cycling. I was trying to think like, what if you, okay. You don't like to think of yourself as an artist. Uh, you make, you make art, you make things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what and what if um, what if like the easiest the the competition was make the most accurate picture of a thing and you were like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take a photograph then. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Photograph is cheating. (laughs) You have crayons. 
and you and you submitted a photograph anyway, and you were like, "Nope, this is crayons." <laughs> and they yeah. were like, "We're pretty sure that this is not crayons; that it's a photograph." You're like, "No, no, no." <laughs> well, if the, I mean, it, it all boils down to when when money uh, when money gets involved and careers get involved. I mean, what I think is funny is every time somebody like some master's criterium or something gets busted, like Jesus. Really? You're 55 years old and you're juicing in a master's race for no money at that that point. Then, then it's ego. I don't know. There, there is a, there's, I'm clearly talking way below my pay grade above my, above my pay grade because I don't understand, but there is ego involved. There's a whole psychology involved in, uh, achieving whatever degree of success or excellence. I mean, I just did my first like outlaw cross race in four or five years. And, uh, and, uh, sure enough, just like clockwork, uh, the, the results came in last night, bam, fourth place, like not terrible, not a huge field, but it's like, it was everything I could do to hang on to this 25 year old's wheel. And then I flicked him and then he, soundly flicked me right back on the 14th or the 13th lap. And, and then I fell back into fourth place and it was, you know, that for me was pretty good, but it was like, I'm always kind of the, like the fat, like the slowest of the fastest people. That's always been my thing. Now, if I could take some, somebody give me a pill and say like, this will make you first fastest or second fastest. And you know, would I do that? I don't know. Is my ego, is my ego going to allow me to, it's, it's, I can only, I can only, I don't know where I was going with that. I can only speak for myself. If I had the opportunity to, to stand atop a podium and to see that, like, I know that I didn't do it on my own, but it would feel good. And I think that that kind of, that would be kind of intoxicating. I don't know. Maybe. I think I would find that hollow, but the aspect I think that people miss sometimes, like it's easy to say it's about the money, and I do think it's about the money. If there's no money, there's no whatever. However. Well, why do the master's people do it then? Like there's no money in that. Well, that's ego. Yeah, no, I I agree. Some people just want to win no matter what. I personally, that wouldn't work for me because I wouldn't know. And I would just be like, that was a, you know, like I stole that. Like I don't steal things now. Um, yeah. No. You yeah. Know, right. I would, that's I'm like a you. kid thing you do, and you're like, ah, that doesn't feel great. Yeah. Um. But the, I do think if you were 24 years old and you have dedicated, say, the previous eight years of your life to trying to be a pro cyclist, like you just put so much work in, and then you find out that the only way you can actually do it is to cheat but it's okay because everyone cheats i don't even think it's about like to make the money because i don't think the money's that good i think it's as much about like i don't want to have wasted all this time and suffering that i've invested in this thing so far yeah yeah and that's a that's a whole other uh component to it it's really it's really interesting i think it's a really interesting topic actually i mean i like i said i do think about it a lot i haven't discussed it at, even at, to this length with anybody before. Um, we have in previous episodes talked about a documentary called Bigger, Faster, Stronger, where a kid kind of investigates 
uh, I don't know. He talks to bodybuilders. He talks to people in uh, agriculture. Uh, he talks to people in track and field, all different kinds of athletes. And, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it sure seems like the upshot was kind of like, well, it's just, that's just a part of competition. You know, it's just kind of part of life. And, and I really appreciate, I really appreciate people who, who take, who are staunchly opposed to it. And I want to be staunchly opposed to it, but it doesn't seem like that's a realistic platform. I think we need the people who are staunchly opposed to it and we need the people who don't care. I just think, you know, with these gray issues and uh, there's a lot of folks who will say this isn't gray. This is black and white. You cheat or you don't cheat. But we all know that the way the system is set up and the way the doping control technology is and there are a lot you know, of there's nuances. humans involved. Yeah. What's and that? There's, there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot that's you do cheat or you don't cheat. But then there's a lot of factors that are sort of involved in that as well. Right. And, I, and there's, I, <clears throat> there's well, also the, the sense of like, if you make that choice, if you make that mistake, you're also eligible for forgiveness and redemption. Right. Right. Well, though, and the whole reason we started talking about this to begin with was, you know, we're kind of at the heels. I don't know, we're three weeks past or a month past um, Katie Compton testing positive. And I immediately took, you know, I took to social media a little bit and said, I don't want to believe that she was dirty because she's just she's just so awesome, you know, and I think. Is as I've come to understand it because I haven't invested a ton of um, uh, a ton of time in reading all about it and engaging, but I understand her husband hasn't been uh, uh, her best advocate. You know, he's he's been pretty defensive, and I don't know him, and I don't know her, uh, but I am aware of her accomplishments, and I think that she's just fantastic. You know, but. Uh, I did talk to somebody who, um, a retired professional cyclist who is staunchly opposed to doping, um, whose name will remain unassociated, I think. And he gave me all a whole wealth of, of really interesting information about it. Cause I was wondering, you know, when somebody says, oh, I ate a burrito, I ate a tainted burrito, or you eat some, you take some supplements that might have something that would throw your test one way or the other. Like if you tested a hundred people, could any of us have similar uh, irregularities? That was what, what my question was. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> part, part of, part of his response was if you are competing at that level you have to be absolutely sure of everything that you put in your body, you know, from uh, where you buy, if you eat meat, where you buy the meat, how the meat's processed. Like you have to be so particular, so exacting in all of that because you, you can, you can fail a test based on any number yeah. of those things. And I think he mentioned that there was, there was a woman who took some, uh, some, supplement from some Jesus uh 
like some nutrition supplemental supplement store or something. And those mm. samples came back. She tested dirty and, uh, and, and then she attributed it to this. And then they went through and they actually found other samples that were sold through this chain. So she was that all contained horse semen or whatever. Yeah. Right. I mean, I just like, it just <laughs> brought it to a level that I'd never even considered. Um, but, uh, Steve, uh, we've run your test. You have horse semen in your system. I don't know how that got there. It's for the it's for the COVID. I thought they right. said to take horse semen to combat. I'm pretty sure COVID. that's the thing. Yeah, I think you can make mistakes. I also think you do have to be careful. And you know the the rule is that you're a hundred percent responsible for what's in your system. And what Katie's like forty four. I think. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened for her. I don't know her and I don't know her husband and I don't, I'm not going to make any assumptions about either of them, <laughs> but <clears throat> I would imagine, I mean, I was pretty over everything by 35, <laughs> you know, like if you were like, Oh, you need to be really careful about this. I'd be like, okay, I need to be really careful about that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't, you know, and she, she won a lot and she felt like she had a system for doing what she did. And, uh, I, you know, it's all plausible to me and I'm not saying she didn't do it. And I'm not saying she did do it. Cause I don't know. And neither um, of us were there. No, I wasn't there. My big, the, 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 I wrote about this a few weeks ago and I, I think I, I said something to the effect of the, the, the most important takeaway for me in all of this is that it's just good not to hang any hopes on anybody ever, but yourself, you know, like th that's, there's you be, you get to this point and I, I've seen it it have it, it well it certainly happened with Lance but you know you 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 kind of like it's it's the great hope it's this person that you just are like you're so proud of and you associate with to whatever degree whether whatever whatever the situation is it's kind of a kind of a hero thing or you get kind of starstruck or you you have a an appreciation for this person's accomplishments and maybe you personalize it a little bit. Maybe you make it a little bit your own. You take some ownership of it. And then you find out something like this. And you have a little bit further to fall. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I'm, my thinking, my theory uh, is that sports is entertainment. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Katie Compton, if I was to watch one of her races, uh, you could tell me, oh, this was a, this is a Hollywood movie. This was, this is staged. These are the actors who are playing the racers. I wouldn't know the difference. I mean, I would, because I know what a bike race looks like and Hollywood doesn't. That's not my point. My point is just that when you don't know the actual people, they are just characters, right? Like whatever I think I know about Katie Compton is fictional. Whatever I think I know about Lance Armstrong is fictional. Right. I don't know that guy. Right. I don't know what he did. I don't know what his character is really like. So when we watch sports and we invest in them, it's like investing in, um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. You know, he's he's the king of the world. I don't want him to drown. Right. I've actually never seen that movie, but I haven't either. I just watched. I did watch the 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 part where the boat sinks just because I want oh. to. I wanted to cut to the chase. <laughs> you wanted to see him. I actually wanted to see him die. <laughs> I didn't want to see him die. I just like the, all the people falling off the deck and the special effects and stuff was really interesting. Oh. But I didn't like the story leading up to that. 
I, I don't care. I root for The Undertaker, not for Hulk Hogan. Fuck that guy. Uh, Actually, that's so not current. But I do think that um, they you know, not pro even, sports they is don't even, pro wrestling on some level. You're crazy. They don't even, they're not even like in the same league or anything. Who? You just threw out two wrestlers. Like, that was the Wasn't biggest. Undertaker the bad guy and Hulk Hogan was the good guy? Yeah, but Hulk Hogan, I mean, it was like. There was a bad Hulk. It's like Rowdy, 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 Rowdy Piper was Hulk Hogan's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his, his, uh, his adversary? You He's, must have been a Rowdy Roddy Piper fan, though. Uh, There's a great documentary about that guy. You know, I didn't, um, I wasn't like, I wasn't really a fan of either of them. I was oh. a, uh, you know, the guy who I liked was, um, or there was two, there were two brothers and they were bald. I think they went by like Axe and Smash or something and they were bald <laughs> like hillbillies and their teeth were all fucked up and, they, and they'd come out and they'd do this and this was oh, their yeah. thing. You remember those guys? Oh. Uh, for listeners at home, <laughs> Steve was doing something that looks like a New York mosh pit. You know how in New York they kind of do it different with their arms? They have these like weird simian oh, uh, arm swinging things. They were like the, the twin. I don't even know how to find them. Twin hillbilly. <laughs> twin. You're going to Google twin hillbilly wrestlers. Yeah. This uh, is how we get to the bottom of the doping issue, folks. <laughs> Uh, the, we uh, were talking about Lance Armstrong half a second ago, and now we're in twin hillbilly wrestlers. Yeah, there they are. Oh, they, what are these guys called? Axe and Smash? I think that's... Oh, they were the, they were the best. Um, <laughs> the Bushwhackers. Oh, the Bush... Oh, well, sure, the Bushwhackers. <laughs> <laughs> they were awesome. Yeah, they, were, they my, were my favorite. But you're making my point, which is that it's all just character driven narrative right. Right. nonsense. And I'm not trying to like intellectualize it. I just really think that we're fooling ourselves if we think that like, <clears throat> you know, if you if you if there were no characters, if it was like Rider A, Rider B, Rider C and week to week they change positions, you'd be like, who gives a fuck? Mm. Who mm -hmm. like there's no personalities here. You know, the, like the genius of Lance Armstrong was to create the Lance Armstrong image, the all conquering swaggering asshole guy who could do anything. Yeah. Right. So, but what that has to do with the actual Lance Armstrong, I have no idea. It's the saga. It's the, it's the romance or the story, right. you know, you learn about his family, you learn about his kids, you learn, and then you start like taking all of this stuff on as it's, uh, it's, you want, you want the hero, you want the protagonist to win. Against the antagonist, it's Luke versus. Unless you want Darth the antagonist or, to win, yeah. Unless you want the antagonist to win, uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting component of maybe not human psychology, but Western psychology. I think for sure, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Spend I feel. I, I feel like the doping conviction is the moment on Jerry Springer when he brings out the dad that abandoned them. Oh yeah, and the whole audience boos. And the yeah. whole show changes and it gets emotional and people get confused because is the dad, does he regret abandoning the kid or, you know, like, are they going to, is the crowd going to forgive him? Like there's this whole, uh, thing there. And I think that's what, what's happening. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really elemental, uh, it's a really elemental component of this psychology that we're talking about where you, 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 you there's the underdog, there's the. There's the protagonist, there's the antagonist, there's the uh, 
uh, ascent to the climax where you say you are not the father and everybody loses their shit. The guy does a backflip or whatever, you know, I mean, that right. is like, that is like junk food for the brain <clears throat> in terms of yeah. this type of, this type of, uh, saga. But we also, we, we, you know, we root for, we, we love like the anti-heroes too, you know, like Bob roll, like who doesn't love Bob roll? And right. I love Bob Roll. I mean, I can't say if he ever took drugs or not because, you know, I wasn't there. Right. But if it were to come out and he said, yep, I was fucking, I was out of my mind on EPO for most of my career. Would people, would people forgive him? Would people. Yeah. Then oh. you find out whether you have enough um, capital in the character bank to mm -hmm. get yes. you by. It's wild. It's wild. So, <clears throat> yeah, did we solve anything there? Would you, uh, I'm kind of going through we, the going through the list of stuff. What I think is funny, if you and I were smart, we would have cited a Greek tragedy or some like um, mm. uh, early text. But instead, we resorted to pro wrestling <laughs> and Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> the modern classics. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably, that's another component that makes this a podcast unlistenable is that after we, Fitzgerald and Faulkner came <laughs> Springer and we, Hogan. We don't actually intellectualize anything. It's, mm. it's, it's the, uh, the bottom. We're really scraping the bottom to come up with analogies. Yeah. But it's the bottom that we're familiar with. So that's right. Well, on that, uh, there's one more question here. If you were, this is one of the, from the questions that I wrote beforehand, mostly that we ignore uh, every show. Um, Until next you week. Were, Until next yeah. week. And I'll say, like, oh, that one thing I wanted to mention that I almost Eat. ate a can of cat food. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> the week goes by and we, and then, and then I remember things that I wanted to say, but uh, please What's continue. Good, we should actually find a way to package this. So after we do the podcasts, time passes and then I'll get like a text from Steve -O that'll be like, Oh, I forgot to tell you about when I ate the cat food. <laughs> or I'll be like, Oh, I forgot to tell you about this time that, um, my friend Mark covered himself in his own blood at the whatever. Um, and we should find a way to package that as like <clears throat> notes. It's like the no, B, like, the the B reels or whatever the the, yeah. the B C C or D reels the things that don't make the cut. That's right. It's for but fans. It's for for people who like Patreon oh, yeah, yeah. supporters or whatever. The the real fans. <laughs> that's how um, other podcasts do it. I think. If so, the question that's over here that we haven't addressed yet is: so you said you finished fourth in the. Um, oh, just this little. I mean, yeah, it was just like a sort of a. Yeah, pick, just like a pickup race, like a Thursday night pickup race. Right. So if you were if someone what would you do? What dope would you take if someone was beforehand just had a generic pill and they were like, this will guarantee you win. Well, that, I don't know if that's right. I think that would just be speed. Speed methamphetamine. Yeah, you don't. I would. You don't get tired. You won't get tired for the next hour. Yeah. Uh, would you, do you think you would ever do that just for a, a nothing uh, race? Just to not in, not in a race like this. Cause it's just like, it's a nothing race. But if I was, if I was lined up and it was, you know, like <clears throat> my first, uh, A's 
I think when I kind of stopped racing cross on a regular, I was in the A's. I was either in one speed or I was in the A men, men, mm-hmm. men's A's, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's a pretty big field. And somebody said, Hey, you know, here, this is going to guarantee you a win. Be like, fuck, really? I mean, just like, just as out of morbid curiosity, Mm. cause I never get a win, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I've never, I think, I don't think maybe I've won like two races in my life, but it's always like, I always joke the, you know, the upper echelon of mediocrity, like that whole thing. It's like, if there, if you break a field into thirds, there are, there's the back third, there's the middle third and the front mm-hmm. third. And I mm-hmm. have forever since I, since I pinned a number on have been consistently in the back of the front third. Like I mm. am the, I'm the best, I'm the worst of the best. It's, Mr. 32%. It, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. So if I was in a field and there's a big race or whatever, a super prestige race or somebody was like, Hey, take this pill. You're definitely going to win. Just out of curiosity, that probably would do it. Would you stand on the podium afterwards and yell, I doped? Probably. <laughs> that would be great. See, that's the thing that like, then you start to believe your own legend. You start to believe your own hype. If you're not doing it all on your own, mm. you know, but then you're like, yeah, but I did it. And I just like, what's the difference? I, people can justify all kinds of shit. I, you know, like what's the difference between this pill and just eating a bunch of sugar? You know, it's basically... In the movie version of this, I'm the one that's giving you the pill. And afterwards, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I won. But it's too bad I needed that pill. And then I say, there was nothing in the pill, Stevel. Oh. You had it in you all along. Well, <laughs> placebos are placebos for, you know, for they do something. Mm. They, placebos, you, 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 you know, whatever percentage of people who take placebos and they find that, you know, they say, wow, that totally did the trick. Like mm. the pill didn't do the trick. That was the body tricking the, the brain, tricking the body into doing the trick. Mm. I'm a, I'm a believer in, in that. So yeah, if that were the situation, yeah, I, I'd be fucking flabbergasted. It's like, well, how you come I couldn't, you all along. I couldn't, how come I couldn't do this before all the other times? Right. Yeah. Because at the outset, I know that I'm going to be in the back of the front, the back of the front third. Yeah. I've already like com- convinced myself that I can't sort do it. Sort of the, the perineum of the Peloton. <clears throat> is that the taint? Yes. Paradium? What is it? Perineum. Is that the, that's the, the grundle. The grundle. Oh. I, th- I thought it was a different word. Yeah. So that's me, man. Yeah. I, I, I taint. I taint the butthole and I taint the other parts. Right. The good stuff. No. Yeah. The clean, I mean, at least you're on dry ground. And the, <laughs> it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the island. It's the That's island. Right. Islands in the, in the stream. That is what we are. I don't know. Would you? Um, you know what? I, I, I don't think I would. Cause I'm just, I'm really not competitive. I really don't, I don't care. Um, but what I might do if someone was like, Oh, I got this stuff. That's going to make us all be invincible for an hour. I'd give it to everyone. I'd say, Hey, Hey, let's try Let's all do this. Oh, there's a movie about that that came out with Gordon Levitt. What's that guy's name? Something. I don't know. Jonathan Gordon Levitt. 
And it's a movie about these pills that, you know, they make you like impervious to fire or whatever, oh. but only for a short time. I don't remember what right. it's called. It's a Netflix thing. Oh. Uh, yeah, it for sure takes Solid like ad that. for that. We're never going to cash that sponsorship <laughs> check. <laughs> Man, the, my memory is just not, it's not very good. But it's, it's not good for like important things or unimportant things like movie titles. Uh, yep. it's a, I think it's an interesting topic, though. You know, everybody says absolutely not. But I would also really like to know what what the top step of a po- the view of from the top step of a podium looks like. Yeah, um, I would know because I can't lie to I can I can lie. OK, probably to some time to some degree, but I can't lie yeah. to myself. And I would know that I didn't do it on my own. Yeah. And it would be, like you said, it'd be a hollow victory, but yeah, I'm too tired for that. You know, I'm too tired. I like, I just, I don't have the energy to deceive people. And I'm not, that's, that's not me saying I'm morally better. I just, I just don't have the energy for it. I'm literally too lazy to be deceptive. Well, you got, you got to stick with the story, right? Like if you, if you tell that lie one time, that has to become your truth. And that's, there's a really interesting podcast I read about sort of the the human lie detector is this guy who developed this process. You basically like you, you cannot intellectually physically emotionally tell a story backwards if it didn't happen Mm. and so he'll make somebody he'll have them run through the story frontwards and then he'll start picking it apart and like start going backwards and that's where it falls apart it's just like we can't we're not wired to tell a story backwards if we invented it yeah according to this guy i thought it was an interesting concept so any lies that i've told are like generally pretty small i think i think it's exhausting it's exhausting and i think that people who lie a lot are really stressed out and tired well it's a lot of balls i'm too to keep lazy in the for air. that yeah it's a lot of yeah. balls to keep in the air yeah yeah hmm. something about what's going on with your eyebrows today tells me you might be deceiving me about oh, something I, I, so yeah I, we were talking about this before we started recording but i slept i think i slept like with my feet buried into the end of my mattress, like pushing my face into the headboard or something. Because when I woke up this morning, both my eyebrows were all skijoddled and going the wrong direction. And they actually hurt. Like my, I like broke my, bent my follicles while I was sleeping or something. So. Sprained, I sprained an eyebrow while I was asleep. (laughs) Now I I look like like I'm like a super villain or something. Shit's I want you to get some um, scotch tape and just tape them down <laughs> in the right direction and then go out and, um, you know, do oh. your grocery shopping or whatever. And when people yeah. look at you and finally go, oh, no, no, I just slept on them wrong. It's a, like an eyebrow splint. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all, this is the problem with like, I don't know what to, it's too, it's much later where you are. It's eight o'clock where I am. So I basically like yeah. get out of bed, make coffee and then sit down and begin this. And it's not fair. It's, and it's not, I don't work. I don't, I don't work. Uh, my brain doesn't work the best in the morning. It's not the most efficient part of me. None of I'm, me is. I'm doped to the gills on breakfast. I need that. So that's next. Uh, right on. 
Anyway, uh, so solved what, it. What's the conclusion? Who cares? Some people care. It's all here's 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 the conclusion. Humans are always going to do this. It's a funny, sometimes funny and sometimes tragic part of the story, but it's just a story. Don't take it so seriously. And it doesn't mean anything about you. Yeah. And like I said, you know, like believe I find I'm going to pin my pin all my hopes on myself, pin your hopes on yourself and 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 leave leave cult of personality or hero worship or any of that other shit out of it. Unless you're talking about Hugh Jackman, who is, in my opinion, a perfect (laughs) human being. I like to say huge Ackman. Oh man. He's such a huge Ackman. He's so, he's so tall and he has like Nobel prizes and he can dance and sing. And he's probably, and he's, you know, he's just, he's just, he's great. Do you have body hair envy? Don't you? Don't you both have that luxurious seventies uh, chest pelt? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of chest hair too. But he, yeah. it was funny. I was at one point. I was talking about how much I like Hugh Jackman. I was like, but it's he's fucking short, and that so like whatever. And, and my wife was like, uh, no, yo, he's like six two. I was like, what? No yeah. fucking way. That guy is, and he is. He's like. He's, he's just, I, I, I got like a huge Jackman crush for sure. I'd like to see a picture of him just holding you like a, like a baby, <laughs> <laughs> like that, just gazing down on you lovingly, oh, man. like you, the pictures of Mary and Jesus. You and that's me what both. I'd like to see. You and me both. <laughs> oh, crap. And that's what we think about doping. Uh, if you told me that Hugh Jackman doped, I wouldn't care. Yeah, he can't really sing. He's doing voice doping. Voice doping, dance doping, yeah. Nobel That's Prize T-Pain. doping. That's T Pain. That's T Pain uh, singing, not not the it's hugest all, Ackman. It's all it's all through a filter. Yep. So we didn't solve anything like usual. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. We're gonna have something, man. Eleventh. This is eleventh. The eleventh episode. It is. And I sent the notes for this one, 11A, because I already wrote the 11th episode, the notes for it, but it's a special episode that didn't get to happen this week because our special guest star couldn't make it. Our special guest star is, uh, she works, <clears throat> she works real hard and is always- Career doping. See, she's doing, uh, she's doing sales meetings and she's got, she's got all kinds of stuff going on. So I've been working on getting this special guest in for a couple of weeks and it's all based on this one random instagram rant uh in her stories that she started that was super funny um but i think it might be uh i think it might be interesting for for all all kinds of folks who come through here uh in to some degree or another anyway hopefully that'll happen next episode and we agreed we wouldn't act like 13-year-old man children when she's on the show. No, and that's kind of tough because she all by herself is she, like she is also kind of developmentally arrested. So mm. it's it's entirely possible that she'll just take us down to the depths right. with her. But we'll uh, we'll play it by ear. Yeah, we'll let her the guest lead the way. So uh, with that on that note, <clears throat> Jesus. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Nice seeing yeah. you. Thank you. You too. And uh, thanks you. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, until next time, this is Steve and Robot. And, Robot. and yeah. this is uh, 
revolting. Don't, don't forget. For, don't forget to suck it. Don't forget to suck <laughs> it. <laughs>